Did you know that gratitude has a dark side? It's actually called toxic gratitude. And it's something that Mel Robbins and I have in common. And I'm guessing you might be in the club too. On today's episode, we are going to answer the question, how do you know if you're getting it wrong about gratitude? The answer is powerful. It involves Fonzie from Happy Days, and I think it's going to surprise you. So let's get started. Get ready to experience gratitude for every aspect of your life when you're facing health challenges and in a way that you never thought possible. Welcome to Gratitude Builds Fortitude, the podcast where we optimize gratitude and mindset to create a healthy, thriving body. It's time to say no to that list of three things and yes to gratitude on your own terms. I'm your host, Holly Bertone. I'm a breast cancer and autoimmune survivor turned certified natural health coach. And my mission is to help you optimize gratitude and mindset so that you can transform your overall health and wellness because you deserve love, happiness, and laughter. So before we get started, I just want to take a moment to say thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for investing time in yourself to really focus on changing your mindset and transforming your life. And I really do appreciate spending this time with you because I know that the journey to better health is a struggle and it's rough. And this time that you invest in yourself and your mindset, it's going to pay dividends. Now, we're going to do something a little different today on this episode because I recently listened to an episode on the Mel Robbins podcast, and the episode was called The Science of Gratitude and Six Surprising Ways You're Getting It Wrong. Now, it was actually an episode all about toxic gratitude. The irony is that I had already been outlining some notes for an episode on toxic gratitude because this topic kept popping up in my community. Now, the direction of my episode in my head, it was a little bit different, but her episode was so powerful. So I'm trying to figure out what can we do here? Let's play and be creative. So this episode, it's going to be kind of like a book review, only a podcast episode review from a gratitude coach's perspective. I don't know whatever you want to call it. Here's the thing. The majority of what she shared, I agree with, but there are a few key points that I actually disagree with. And by disagreement, neither of us are right or wrong. It's our own perspective on the topic and how we view the world. So please keep that in mind. And I want to let you know this before we get into this episode, because my commitment to you is to keep this podcast and the content family-friendly. And yes, I absolutely love when you let me know that your kids listen to this podcast. I want to share in full disclosure that Mel's episode does have an E for explicit content. She says a few minor swear words and does throw down the F-bomb a couple times. So if you do want to listen to her episode, I just wanted to give you the heads up. I will leave a link in the show notes, but I want you to be mindful of that. And then finally, I live and die by my integrity. So I did my best with being very specific and differentiating what Mel shared on her podcast and then what my own thoughts are. And again, I will have a link to her podcast and episode in the show notes. Now, towards the beginning of the episode, Mel shares that gratitude has had its jump the shark moment. And I'm like, what the heck is a jump the shark moment? Hello, Dr. Google. I didn't even know. I don't know. Do you know what this means? Well, it was a reference from Happy Days, 
which I actually do remember watching that show as a kid. Now, I was more on the later years like a Joni Loves Chachi fan because, well, you know, Scott Baio. (laughs) Okay, side tangent. Hit me up on Instagram. Send me a DM. Let me know if you also had a picture of Scott Baio from the Team Beat magazine up on your wall as a kid. Okay, so for me, it was Scott Baio. It was C. Thomas Howe. Ugh. Ugh. He was my heartthrob. And then Ralph Macchio. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, back to the Happy Days episode. So for whatever reason, Fonzie is water skiing and he's jumping over a shark. And I think what it was, was they were saying that the Happy Days had already run its course and this was a desperate attempt to get people to watch it or something like that. I'm not really sure. But the reference of the phrase these days basically means that something has run its course. And Mel said on her podcast that, you know, gratitude has run its course when it's a saying on a throw pillow on the clearance rack at TJ Maxx. Now, mm, this is something that I agree with and disagree with. Yes, I can do both. And we're going to circle back to that at the end of our time together. Okay, so in the beginning, Mel also talks about the difference between being thankful and being grateful. Her analogy was when someone holds an elevator door for you, you are thankful. It is superficial. It is transactional. And she said that because of this, we are not doing gratitude correctly because gratitude should be a deep, deep feeling. And I quote, genuine gratitude is when you are deeply moved. It is an emotion of appreciation. Now that impact is lasting. And the way that I've always shared this concept is that we have all been taught to make a list of three things we're grateful for and then call that gratitude. And then we wonder why it's not working. You are gonna hear me saying over and over and over like a broken record, this is the hill that I die on. The gratitude is not what you do. It is who you become. And I love how she brought thankfulness into this and especially to contrast gratitude because being thankful is more of a transactional action. Writing a list of gratitudes is transactional. That is why when you make a list of three things you're grateful for, it's going to feel good in the moment, maybe, but then it's gone and you're like, okay, I am still knee deep in this sucky situation and I don't feel grateful. Therefore, gratitude doesn't work or gratitude doesn't work for me. Okay, so let's jump into the meat of this because I want to share my thoughts on Mel's list of six ways that you are getting gratitude wrong. She actually calls this toxic gratitude. So these are the six ways that people use gratitude in a toxic or a negative way, all right? Number one, people use gratitude to only focus on what's going well, but then completely ignore the big messes. And the way that Mel shares this, it's like the friend that's constantly posting the lovey-dovey photos, like, oh, I'm thankful and blessed and grateful. But then they always complain about what's going on. So it's basically grandstanding the good part of your life. And then, and she said lying about the bad stuff. I would say maybe it's more ignoring or only focusing on the good part or really showboating the good part. You've probably heard me say the phrase, I am grateful for it all, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Because here's the thing, it is easy to be grateful when things are good and everything's going your way. It is a lot more challenging to be grateful during the difficult times. There's not a lot of people out there who want to or who can be grateful during the difficult times because it is an acquired taste. 
kind of like Brussels sprouts. Mel says something here. I'm going to paraphrase that the broken and the messy are in partnership with the beauty and the hard work. Okay, so what this means to me, and this is actually how I work with my clients, is that during those broken and messy times, we have a choice. And we can use those times to learn some amazing lessons, to open ourselves up instead of closing ourselves off. This is how we can then use gratitude to build mental strength and resilience. This is the 101 class on how gratitude builds fortitude. Now, the other interesting side note is that I've been back and forth having a conversation all week long with a friend about the contrast and the clarity of perfection versus the broken and the messy. So my wheels are already spinning about maybe turning this one topic into its own episode. All right, toxic gratitude number two, to use gratitude to manipulate or shame other people. And Mel's example was with parenting. So her example was, I did this for you, therefore you should be grateful. And to use gratitude to shame or to guilt other people. So any transactional way, um, I think her example was, I went to the prom party for you, therefore you should, I don't know, unload the dishwasher or something like that. Like I gave you this, therefore you should be grateful, therefore I expect that. And here's my take on this one, is that this can be spoken or unspoken. The person on the front end who gives you something and then expects appreciation, but doesn't receive it they often end up feeling resentful or bitter. And then that causes an additional reaction that could potentially build up to anger. And by now, we are pretty far away from gratitude, especially if this cycle continues. Now, I don't have a lot of experience to draw on from this one, so let's move on because I have a lot more to say about toxic gratitude number three, using gratitude as a justification to do nothing and be stuck where you are. Now, I love this one, and I also think it's a lot more complex than what Mel shares. But the way Mel explains it is that when people say, I hate my job, but I'm grateful to have a paycheck, at least my partner is better than so-and-so, or using gratitude to justify lowering your standards, which then turns into shaming yourself to stay stuck. Okay, here's my take. One of the biggest mistakes that I see is that people think You can only be grateful for something that has happened in the past. And even if that past is just one second ago, they only look at gratitude from a backward lens and they're missing gratitude in the present and missing all the future gratitudes. Okay, let me explain. Gratitude, it's not something you do, it's who you become. And when it's in the past, it's typically along the lines of what you do or what you did. But when it's in the present or when it's in the future, it is who you become. Now, I 100% agree with how Mel shares this. And I see it all the time with how people use gratitude as an excuse to keep them stuck, especially in the cancer and the autoimmune communities, because it is easy to compare. There is always going to be someone who is healthier than you and someone whose condition is much worse. And this is also true in anything in life. There's always going to be someone on both sides of physical health or finances or relationships or whatever. Someone's always going to have a bigger house, always going to have a smaller house. It is not our job to judge. It is not healthy to compare. And it is certainly not good to use this as an excuse to stay stuck. Meaning, 
at least I don't have that type of cancer. At least my migraines aren't that bad. Therefore, I guess I should be grateful that I'm doing okay and for not having it as bad. Now, I do believe that it's important to view gratitude from a 360-degree approach. And yes, you can be grateful for what you have and you can be grateful for your next level. Toxic gratitude number four. It's a way to escape uncomfortable emotions that you don't want to feel. Now, the example that Mel gives for this is perfect, is when, let's say, someone dies after a long struggle and you say, I'm just grateful that they're no longer suffering. I'm thankful that they're no longer suffering and I can also be devastated that I lost my loved one. And Mel got kind of wound up on this one and rightfully so. Because when the storms happen, it is important to validate the emotions, to be in the feels, to not be okay, to not want to be grateful. As Mel put it, when you are in the tsunami of the emotions, you're not grateful. You're just grabbing onto gratitude to keep your head above water. So good. Bravo. These emotions can be scary when that storm happens. The anger, the grief, the fear, the anxiety. It is easy to want to bypass those colorful emotions and put your head in the sand and just pretend that everything is okay. It is difficult to face the reality that life is not okay right now. There have been quite a few times since I started my own gratitude journey, and especially since I've started coaching, that the crap storm has happened. Yes, it is ugly and icky to just sit there and be in the emotions, but those stuck emotions is a surefire way to generate some illness in your body. So be present to all of the colorful emotions. Acknowledge them. Feel them. And then when you're ready, you can release them. Toxic gratitude number five, pushing positivity on other people. Oh, yeah. Mel hits the nail on the head when she talked about when something bad happens to someone and you have no idea what to say to that person. Someone tells you, I just got diagnosed with cancer. And you're like, oh, crap, what do I say? So the first thing out of your mouth is, it's okay. You're going to beat this. You're going to beat this. Just stay positive, right? Or someone shares something negative and you try to get them to see the positive. And when people do this, they're invalidating this other person's experience. And yeah, guilty is charged on this one. I try to keep my gratitude in perspective. I try to keep my positive attitude, my Pollyanna attitude into perspective. But yeah, this one hit hard for me because guilty is charged. I can't tell you how many times that I have heard, oh, just stay strong. Oh, just be positive. Oh, just be grateful. And I cringe. Yes, I am a gratitude coach. And yes, I cringe every single time I hear those things. Because gratitude is not about pushing rainbows and unicorns and puppy kisses on someone else when they are going through a dark time. This is your chance to acknowledge their feelings and their experiences. And you want to know what my favorite thing is to say? All I do is I'm real and honest and I show up with empathy. I just say, I can't imagine what you're going through. It's got to be so difficult for you. And honestly, I don't know what to say. I don't have magic words that are going to give you any kind of comfort. But please know that I'm here for you. And then depending on the situation, I may even add, what do you need from me right now? Okay, so let's recap before we jump into the last one. 
the first five toxic gratitude activities and traits. Number one is that people use gratitude to only focus on what's going well, but then completely ignore the big messes. Number two, to use gratitude to manipulate or shame other people. Number three, justification to do nothing and be stuck where you are. Number four, it's an escape to uncomfortable emotions that you don't want to feel. And then number five, pushing positivity on other people. Okay, toxic gratitude number six, last one. Using gratitude is a way to knock yourself down when you are accomplishing something. Now, this is the big one where I actually disagree with Mel. And the way that she talked about it was this, is that, you know, when she said people say, I'm so grateful that you invited me to this thing, or I'm so grateful that I accomplished this big thing. And her words were, no, you worked hard, you deserve it. And she actually said, and I quote, I am not grateful for my success. No, why? I worked my expletive, expletive off for it. I put in the work. I am not gonna be grateful for this because it diminishes the work that I did to create this. Own your success. And then, this is actually kind of interesting, she shared a Snoop Dogg clip. And he says, It was like an Oscar or a Grammy or I don't know, whatever those big awards that they win. And he said, I want to thank me for being me, for doing the hard work, for never quitting. Now, yes, 100% own and validate your worth and your success, 100%. But here's where I disagree, is that I believe with my entire heart that gratitude comes from the heart. Gratitude is where everything begins. When I want something in my life that I don't have, I show up as if I am already grateful for it, as if it is already mine. And I thank God every single day for the provisions that I have not seen yet. Manifesting, call it prayer. I personally call it future gratitudes, whatever you want to call it. The overarching concept is similar. And it all starts with having a heart full of longing and desire for what is true to you, for your passion, for your purpose. And then I go out and do the things. I take the action. I make it happen. And I have a heart of gratitude for every single second along the journey. Because in that journey, yes, I do the hard work to make those successes happen. But I also fall down. I fail left and right. I get to make decisions, good, bad, or otherwise. And then people, places, opportunities come into my path, quote unquote, unexpectedly. But I believe it is all for a greater purpose. I believe that when you lean into your passion and your purpose with 100% alignment, when you are true to yourself, this is when the magic happens in your life. This is when the miracles happen in your life. And I am going to be darn tootin' that I am going to be grateful for the entire journey. All right, let's go back to Fonzie and his jump the shark moment. Now, I don't think that gratitude's had its jump the shark moment. You want to know why? Because there's not a lot of people out there who talk about gratitude like I do and from such a transformational space. So let's do this. Let's take that jump the shark moment, the list of three things, the toxic gratitude, and let it have its moment. And I invite you to make a commitment today that you are done with gratitude being this pie in the sky, fluffy thing that gets thrown around like a throw pillow on the clearance rack at TJ Maxx. And I invite you to join me on this next generation of gratitude because we are just getting started, my friend. And if you are ready, if you are ready, if you're like, Holly, this is my time, then maybe it's time to chat and see if 101 Coaching is right for you. I am here to be your gratitude coach and your mentor, and I'm excited to be on this journey with you. 
And if you are navigating any kind of challenging time right now in your life, then I invite you to join my upcoming free masterclass. It's called Navigating Difficult Times. You can register for free at pinkfortitude.com slash difficult times. And the link is also in the show notes. So thank you for being here for another episode of Gratitude Builds Fortitude. It has been truly my pleasure to hang out and spend this time with you. And I'll see you next week. We have some real talk here for a minute, just between us girls. Can we have a conversation about what the end of the day looks like? I'm talking about that moment when you've crossed off all the things on your list. Okay, they're not all completed, but you're done for the day. And when I say done for the day, I mean you are done. And you sit on the couch to actually relax for a few minutes before bedtime. You know that moment of pure bliss when your bum hits the couch cushion and then you sit back in this heap of exhaustion. You pull the blanket over your legs, literally breathe for the first time all day. And it's not, it's not even one minute later. And it's your spouse. Hey, hon, your kid, mom, or you pick up the phone to scroll on social media and then your boss sends you an email you need to respond to, or you see something that like, oh shoot, I forgot to do something that can't wait for tomorrow. And then the dog's doing the potty dance because spouse or kid never took them for a walk, even though you asked them to. And it's that moment that you feel this resentment fill your body. And then you probably feel guilt on top of it because this is the life that you've always dreamed of. You've got a great career and a great family. So you might be wondering, why do I feel so drained? Why is my life sucking every ounce of energy out of my body? I'm here to tell you that the world is not going to crumble if you say yes to yourself, but you will eventually crumble if you don't. You deserve to take care of yourself and your health. And it begins by saying yes to you, which is probably the hardest yes that you're ever going to say. And that's why I created a very special private podcast series. It's called Your Comeback Experience. And it's specifically for you, the woman who has a track record of success in everything that you do, but you are burned out and something's still missing. And somewhere along the way, your health got pushed to the side. It's a secret podcast, meaning it's not public. You need to have an invitation to access it. And I want to invite you. So to get this free private podcast delivered right to your inbox, click on the link in the show notes or go to podcastholly.com. Super easy to remember, podcastholly.com. The link is also in the show notes.